For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, underdogs? What is up, IDP Army? What is up, fantasy football fanatics? It's me, your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you are on Twitter, the Cardi B of IDP. I'm sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Kluge of Football Guys. Dave, how you doing? Doing great, man. Getting excited about this. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different than last week. You know, Last week, we had the room you know, pre-selected and now today we're just going live out to our Twitter followers to see who wants to join us. So excited to see who hops in this room with us and uh, who I could steal some money from this week. Yes, sir. We just threw this draft out into the ether. As soon as it fills, we are going to go. So I'm going to hit this intro and we're going to get it popping. If this is your first time watching, this is The Underdogs. We do a weekly draft, uh, sometimes head-to-head. Sometimes we throw it out with the group. Um, And we talk all things uh, fantasy football on the Underdog platform. So I play fantasy football a lot on Underdog. I love the weekly, uh, the single-game slates. Uh, But today we're going to do a six-man draft if you're watching the live stream. Dave just posted that on my Twitter, at 50 Shades of Drunk. It should be probably the first comment under this video. So go click on that if you want a chance to uh, win some money off Dave or I. But uh, Dave, how are you doing today? Doing good. You know, feeling feeling real good after last week. You and I did two of these six-man drafts, and uh, that was all I did for the entire week. I did two six-man drafts and went two for two in first place. So I know. Uh, you won You won both of them. I saw that early in the week. That was, it was a good week last week of football. I can't believe we're already at week 11. Um there's been some great upsets. It reminds you, you know, that any given Sunday in the NFL. Uh, but I don't know about you, but I've done a few drafts already of the six-man uh, for this upcoming Sunday's tournament. I also did a couple for tomorrow night's game. But what games are you kind of looking at this week, uh, you know, you know, in DFS that you're going to be targeting? No, I haven't had a chance to really dive uh, too deeply into it yet. Um, you know, I – Weirdly enough, and I know this isn't on the slate, I think that tomorrow's game is going to be a blowout. There's so many questionable injuries in that uh, New England-Atlanta game 
and I'm expecting it to be a little bit high scoring. Um, and, and you don't usually predict that when uh, looking at Thursday night games, but something about this game just has a different feeling to it. You know, the, the, the both offenses have been running pretty hot this week. So I really like that. But um, I, I think if we're looking at overall games that we're targeting, at least for Sunday, that Minnesota Green Bay matchup, I think that's going to be an absolute shootout. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he looked angry coming back. And, and you know, an angry Aaron Rodgers is is definitely something that you should be a little bit concerned about. Dalvin Cook has just made a career on running through the Green Bay defense. So that's one that I could see really being a big shootout. Um, you know, if you can somehow stack that game where you get A.J. Dillon and Dalvin Cook, I think that is one heck of a running back duo to have because I think that there's going to be a lot of rushing happening in that game. Yeah, uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, it's, it sucks that Aaron Jones is not having the year we wanted or projected, but it really kind of is opening the door for uh, A.J. Dillon's season. Not this year, next year probably, but even for a few games this season as a spot start, I know I'm looking forward to starting him on a couple of dynasty teams this week. I actually uh, had to turn down a first-round uh, draft pick for next year for him. I wanted to take it, I, you know, first round pick for next year is pretty good, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the hunt right now. And AJ Dillon's in a good spot for me to get a win this week. So I think I'm going to ride it out. Uh, maybe that trade comes back later this off season or in a week or two, we'll have to just see, but loving AJ Dillon this week. I do love that you're onto that. I think the game that I'm going to try to target, and I've kind of looked at this a little bit is KC this, in uh, Dallas. Yeah. Casey Dallas. It's just like, I mean, it seems like it's going to be chalky, but it, it has all the makings of everything you want. I mean, you have superstar receivers, superstar quarterbacks, a superstar running back. You know, you have a superstar tight end. You have good offenses, mediocre to middling sort of defenses, you know. So I, it's got everything you want to to blow up for DFS. Um, obviously, you're starting everybody in season long, but this is a chance to go get some players you don't have in season long or in dynasty and play them. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Dillon is a guy, you and I, we've been following each other for quite a while. We've been connected for a little bit, but uh, you know this offseason, man. I was all in on A.J. Dillon. I got uh, I got a lot of flack early in the offseason when it looked like Aaron Jones was going to be leaving Green Bay. When I had A.J. Dillon ahead of DeAndre Swift in my 2021 redraft rankings, and you know, right now, obviously, Aaron Jones is the guy there, but prior to that contract, I thought that A.J. Dillon was primed for you know a top 10 season easily with uh, with the Green Bay Packers. And now here we are with no Aaron Jones. Uh, A.J. Dillon is finally getting that opportunity to lead back. And wouldn't you know it, his consensus ranking last I checked on Fantasy Pros was RB7 heading into this week. So, wow. I mean, we, we know what A.J. Dillon is. He is a big, fast bruiser. He can run between the tackles. He can catch the ball. He can do a little bit of everything. You know, I hate to make Derrick Henry count because it's almost too easy. But when you look at a guy with that size and that strength and that speed, I don't know who else you can really compare him to. So I am a huge A.J. Dillon fan. Absolutely love him this week. Um, unfortunately, though, I don't, I don't know if next year is really going to be it for him either because Aaron Jones comes back on that two-year deal that they signed him on this offseason. So it's not like he's just going to show up and totally have you know um, the, the 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 room to himself yeah. next year. But if you're looking way far ahead in Dynasty, you know, with the 2023 season, I think A.J. Dillon is going to be an absolute stud down the road. Yeah, he's looking good this week. I'm definitely in on him. Uh, you know, two years ago, it was he or Zach Moss. That was kind of the round two running back for Dynasty. Uh, I took about a 50-50 split, and I'm a lot happier with the Dylan shares, even though they haven't necessarily been as playable. Um, I'm a lot happier with those right now. They're accruing more value. Uh, Zach Moss' value is definitely not accruing right now. So, 
took a look here at some of the, the the situations we have, you know, the inactives coming into the week. Or not inactives, just like the practice reports and stuff. Um, you know, Josh Josh Jacobs looks like he has a knee situation, limited in practice. I think that's kind of been part of the course for him. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, thigh, did not practice today, something to watch. What is this deal with um, Lamar Jackson? That's the other game that I'm kind of looking at is the the Kansas or the the Chicago versus Baltimore game. More obviously on the Baltimore side, but David Montgomery looks like he's primed to have a good game this week. Um, Lamar Jackson's. I'm thinking he's going to rush for. I mean, sixty under the floor easily. Exactly, and he's going to throw for a lot because y'all secondary is just not that good sorry i mean roquan smith's your best player he's gonna hold down the middle of the field but that's gonna leave things open outside for lamar jackson hey, you, you know me I've, I've been a big alec ogletree fan and he has not been great all around but he has been phenomenal in coverage this year it's pretty tough to deny that and then jalen johnson is stepping up you know he got torched by mike evans there was that one game with mike evans that uh you know really really exposed jalen johnson but outside of that he has been just about as steady as they come so um I think this game might be a little bit more lower scoring than you're anticipating. But uh, like you said, man, it's kind of funny that people are starting to clown on Lamar Jackson now because he got shut down in Miami. Like, it was a road game on a Thursday night. I don't know how high your expectations were. Yeah, you know, it was a good matchup or whatever. But, okay, he struggled a little bit. But are we going to pretend like he isn't still the best quarterback in fantasy football right now? I mean, with the rushing floor he provides, with the upside he has as a passer – um, I, I'm not even thinking about fading Lamar Jackson. He is still very, very firmly my QB one this week. Ooh, QB one. You know, it's funny. Last week, I, I want to share a quick uh, little anecdotal story about rankings. We talk about rankings all the time, Dave and I do. Dave's a great ranker, by the way. Um, smash subscribe, smash like. Make sure you follow Dave. His rankings are really good. He's going to finish very good this year. My IDP rankings are pretty good. My offense is a little bit sketchy sometimes, but I'm trying. I'm learning, okay? I guess my um, tight ends are trash, though. I checked yeah. my updated out of 191 people. I am 174 on tight ends, crushing running backs, crushing wide receivers, defense kickers, all that. But man, I cannot figure tight ends out to save my life. <laughs> the, um, but where I was going to go with that was uh, every, every, every week, you know, you get, you get a new chance to, 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 to push forward in fantasy football and, and, and make calls. And last week, the consensus was Lamar Jackson uh, quarterback one. I know that because on Thursday night, right before kickoff, I went on and I was like, do I, I usually don't make Thursday night adjustments, but I just had a feeling and I went and looked and he was number one and I moved him down a couple of spots. Um, it kind of, it was kind of a gutsy thing to do. I felt because it looked like a smash spot. He ended up not having a great game. I mean, it was just okay, but it was not the kind of game that we thought Lamar Jackson would have, which is another reason I'm doubling down on him this week because i think he is going to come back and i'm sorry i mean i feel bad because you're a bears fan i mean you gotta be sitting there like man come on shut up but i think he's gonna put the bears uh put the hurt on the Bears. so but this is also a huge opportunity for justin fields to do something which he kind of you know he's shown that he's he's got a little something there so uh, if anything this this year of the nfl has been very uh interesting a lot of the matchups i think the matchups were have been really great so far especially for the time of year teams have been coming up against each other um so yeah i'm excited for that matchup i'm i i think lamar and mark andrews is going to be the my tournament stack this oh. weekend if i can't get dak and cd or tyreek and mahomes i i love mark andrews but man i do not know about him being somebody that you go out and target because that's really where the uh, the Bears' strength in their defense is, is in the middle of the field. You already called out Roquan Smith. I talked a little bit about Alec Ogletree, and those are the guys that are going to be on Mark Andrews. So I think that, uh, you know, if they're going to be able to get it done through the air, 
it's going to be on the edges when they're able to hit Rashad Bateman and Marquise Brown. But I don't know if Mark Andrews is going to be able to do much against this Bears defense with how strong their linebacking core is. So I, I like where your head's at, and I do like Lamar Jackson a lot this week. But I think that, you know, it, this is going to be a, a bigger game. Rashad Bateman is actually the one, and especially, you know, in a head-to-head draft, I'm not looking that deep. But I think Rashad Bateman is the guy that can really have a big game here because, uh, you know, Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson, I think that they're going to do a decent job containing that deep ball from Marquise Brown. Roquan Smith and Alec Ogletree are going to do a decent job containing Mark Andrews. And then that leaves Rashad Bateman as the guy who isn't going to have anybody covering him. And, and you know, we, we've seen some flashes over the last few weeks, but I think this is the week where we finally see Rashad Bateman pop and just have himself a huge game. I was going to say that's if you're in a D, you know, GPP or you're trying to differentiate in a tournament, I really like Bateman this week because, like you said, he hasn't popped yet. But every time you see him on screen, you know, you can tell he, he's close. He's close. Lamar is balling. The whole team's balling. This is a this is a great bounce back spot. So, um, all right, we kind of talked a little about the slate. Let's go ahead and try to get this draft up and running. I think we're going to go head to head today. We kind of switched it up. Um, I sent you a new link on Underdog. Did you get it? I sent it on Twitter. I am. Yep, yeah. I am sitting in the draft room right now. I'm waiting for okay, you. To okay, okay. I have to. I have to. Oh, okay. If I join, it's going to kick it off. So I'm going to get the share screen up, and then we will get this party started. Now, you have already joined, and it's uh, me. Once I join, then we hit oh. that one-minute countdown. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, let's get this bad boy rolling. Let's um, do it. Bada-boom, bada-bing. Now is the moment of truth where we find out who gets the 101. Now, who who are you taking? Well, you got the 101, so talk about it. Who, who are you taking first overall? Is it McCaffrey the guy? All right. It, you know, it's funny. Last week, McCaffrey on the slate should have been the 101, was not. For whatever reason, They uh, he was kind of pushed down there, which I thought was funny. This week, he seems very chalky. But at 101, I, I am going to take Christian McCaffrey um, because, I mean, even last week when Cam stole both of his touchdowns, he was still put up 21 points, which is an amazing week for most running backs. Yep. Um, and that was a down week for Christian McCaffrey. You know what I mean? Like, because we know that there was meat on that bone. You tweeted out something, I think, about um, Christian McCaffrey and it's, his goal line usage since with, with and without Cam Newton, right? Yep. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind. His touchdown rate without Cam Newton is over 50% higher than it is with Cam Newton. When you look at his splits, he's averaging um, almost seven points more per game with quarterbacks that are not Cam Newton. Even if you take away that entire rookie season where he was still kind of getting up to speed, he still is averaging almost three fewer points per game with Cam than he is with anybody else. So go ahead and make your first overall pick with Christian McCaffrey now that we have just sat here and talked about how he is due to regress with Cam Newton back in Carolina. I know, I know. It really is a terrible feeling knowing that. And again, I watched it in motion last week because I took Christian McCaffrey cheaply last week and I watched Cam get two touchdowns on two touches. Yeah. Now, my running back one for the week is not Christian McCaffrey because of the things that I just called out there. My running back one for the week is Dalvin Cook. So um, I will gladly take that one here. And it's kind of funny. You know, I was I was clowning a little bit. The consensus has A.J. Dillon as the RB7 overall this week. But when you look at these projections, Underdog has him as the RB4 in this slate. I don't know if you see that sitting right underneath Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I thought about doing is. that. You know, the, the Dalvin Cook, A.J. Dillon stack that I had mentioned. But right now, Jonathan Taylor is red hot. And yes. uh, so I'm, I'm going to get my Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, uh, one-two punch right there and just be good with running backs for the remainder of this draft. All right. I am going to, since you're going to let me, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill here. Um, 
And I'm going to take Devontae Adams. I'm going to take the two chalkiest high-end wide receiver. Although Devontae Adams really has not. The targets are there, but the yards, touchdowns, it's, it's a weird year, you know. I'm mm-hmm. going to pivot in real time because I already had my eye on him. Even though, well, I'm going to take Joe Mixon. I think Ooh. we're kind of sleeping on Joe Mixon. He's one of those guys that gets talked about a lot in the offseason, but when he's doing it, nobody really cares. I'm in. Yep. All right. Well, if you're going to take uh, – um you know, let Devontae Adams drop to me here. I will gladly take Devontae Adams. And then, you know, I, I know you, Jordan. At this point, I, I know who you got your eyeballs on. And I haven't had this guy once so far this season. So, you know, might be a reach, but I I, I just want that, uh, you know, positional advantage right here. So I'm taking Travis Kelsey as well. This is the first Ooh. time I've had Travis Kelsey in a head-to-head all season. Nice, nice. All right. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to go ahead and stack up. Tyreek with Patrick Mahomes. Again, I'm just going to take the chalk. I really think this game is going to be a blowout. Now, I kind of have a few options here. I can take Ezekiel Elliott getting on that same game. I can take Wonder Boy, uh, Mr. Reception King, DeAndre Swift. Or I can take a look at some of these other wide receivers that are here. I think I am going to go with Stephon Diggs. He had his big game this last week, finally. Um, And I... And I think it's, you know, it's trending the right way the rest of the way. So, well, you know, you really, I, I was trying to talk into Debo there because I really wanted to get the uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs stack that has treated me so well this <laughs> entire season. But uh, you sniped that one from me. So I'm, I'm just going stackless, you know, just, just going out there raw this week, taking Lamar Jackson. Um, I am not going to be taking Marquise Brown as much Love as I that. like him. Um, you know, just, just going Lamar Jackson on his own, confident with the rest of the guys that I have. And then Debo Samuel, man, this dude has been an absolute dog. He was one of my favorite guys in the offseason. He's been one of my favorite guys since he got drafted in the league. And, I mean, he is the focal point of that offense right now. So can't can't be upset about having Debo on the squad. Awesome. Nice. I actually, whenever we finish this up, I do want to talk to you in particular about Debo. Uh, like I said, I am going to continue to target. I want to get this Mark Andrews action uh, because I want to get on Lamar. You know, I think he's having a good year. Uh, I think – you know, and he's kind of being underrated. I feel like Mark Andrews all offseason was underrated. He's even underrated now. Um, I, I don't I don't understand it. He's he's tied to one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So my final team on the underdogs for week eleven, head to head against Dave Fugie. I got Patrick Mahomes, I got Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs, and Mark Andrews. Um, you know, if I had to say a player that I'm worried about on this team, I'll be honest, it would be Stefan Diggs. Uh, just because this season has not been – it's been more to what Stefan Diggs has been his whole career versus what he was last year, which is a high, high-end wide receiver two, a low-end wide receiver one with weekly wide receiver one upside. Um, it's kind of a unique spot to be in in the NFL, honestly, as, as a guy who we know can do it, but you know, for all the – complete and total alpha that he is we haven't seen it be week in week out except for once in his career um but everybody else i feel rock solid about even joe mixon somebody i'm not necessarily a huge fan of in dfs this week he gets the raiders i don't understand why he's kind of not ranked higher two 23 point games i believe in half ppr coming into this week joe burrow's on fire that team looks good las vegas is in total shambles um they go up two scores they're just gonna take their soul running the ball so Let's take a look at Dave Kluge's team. All right, Dave, what do you got? Walk us through these guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, my QB1 this week. Uh, it's going to be tough watching him just stomp all over my Chicago Bears. But, you know, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, I, I don't think there's a more fun player to watch in the NFL right now. I mean, this dude is just 
absolutely electric. Uh, he was my QB1 heading into the season. He's been my QB1 almost every single week so far. Uh, Chicago's defense is all right, but I don't know if they've got anybody that's got the speed to really contain Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, as good as Roquan Smith is, they can't have Roquan Smith just spying on Lamar the whole time. That just kind of defeats his purpose of being a ball hawk. So Roquan Smith's going to have to move around, and I think Lamar Jackson is going to find a lot of room to run here. Dalvin Cook's my RB1 for this week, so that was a pretty easy one. Jonathan Taylor's my RB2 this week, also a pretty easy one. Christian McCaffrey, uh, the guy that you took first overall, is my RB3 on the week. No disrespect meant towards him, but, you know, there's some young bloods in the league right now that are just playing better than him. Uh, Devonta Adams is my wide receiver one this week. Uh, Debo, man, I don't know what we can say about this guy. He is a younger, better Cordero Patterson. Everyone's going goo goo gaga over Cordero Patterson and the way that he lines up in the backfield and lines up in line and lines up out wide and lines up in the slot and does all that. Well, guess what? So does uh, Debo Samuel, and he's five years younger and he's faster and he's stronger and he's better after the catch. I mean, Debo Samuel has just come on as an absolute stud this year. And that matchup against Jacksonville, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes for 200 yards and two touchdowns. And then, I mean, what more can I say about Travis Kelsey? I think the uh, talks about his demise were greatly exaggerated because he looked just like the old Travis Kelsey that we have grown to love over the last couple of years just last week. So I think he is back. I love it. I love it. So Debo, let's go ahead and shift out of this week. What are your thoughts on Debo in Dynasty? Because I was, you know, I, was, I almost tweeted, you know, sometimes you have to just tweet provocative, nonsensical bullshit. Um, and I almost did that the other day, but I didn't. But I was going to say, it, you know, Debo Samuel is a top three Dynasty wide receiver. I mean, he's not right now. But when I look at him, I mean, I don't see why that's not going to be a more prevalent thought process moving forward this next year. He's literally in his prime. I think he's 24 or 25. He's one of the best receivers in the league right now. And it's not he's not even one of the best receivers in the league. He's one of the most unique weapons in the NFL right now. I mean, he he only had five receivers the other night. Yeah, I mean, he's a running back. He's a wide receiver. I mean, he's a fullback. I mean, the guy is just, he's a tight end. I mean, he's hes everything. He's hes built like a fire hydrant, except he's like, I don't know, what is he, 6'2", 6'3"? Um, and just the way he moves, you know, if you're a movement guy or you're involved in sports or whatever, like, you know, like, you can just see athletes move differently. Mm-hmm. Even within athletes, Debo Samuel moves differently. I mean, yeah, heavy, heavy dude that's light on his feet. You don't see a lot of those. And then I, I would want to bring it even to more, you know, even more meta shit. Like it's fourth and what six, and Kyle Shanahan with Calls Jimmy Garoppolo. Slant. He still has Jimmy Garoppolo, ladies and gentlemen. He says we're gonna fucking go for it. And who's mm-hmm. he throw it to? Debo Samuel. What's he do? Breaks Break three, three tackles, tackles. and Break goes forty yards ball. for a touchdown. Every other coach in the NFL punts that ball with Jimmy Garoppolo. But mm-hmm. you know what? Kyle Shanahan looks through Jimmy Garoppolo and he sees Debo Samuel. And he says, we can do this guys. We got this. Yeah. So my well, question well, is, well, let's look well, in that same game. They're sitting at the two yard line. You've got Eli Mitchell, who has just been like picking up positive yards almost every single time he touches the ball. You got George Kittle, one of the best red zone receivers in the NFL. And what do you do? You line Debo up in the backfield and you give him a zone read. You just hand the ball off to him and let him make a play. He had the option to take that ball wherever you want. He mm-hmm. caught the ball immediately saw the opening to the left and then ran all the way to the perimeter and outran the entire defense to take it in for a touchdown. I mean, top three dynasty asset. 
it's spicy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Wide receiver, not no overall asset. Yeah. But I think I think this off season we're going to see a lot of thought pieces. We're going to see a lot of spreadsheet wonder boys that are going to pull all of his short yardage stuff, and they're going to combine it with all of his long deep stuff and his EPA crap, and they're going to say he's he's it. He's he's the secret sauce to fantasy football. No so, sir. Those, my those thought are the same is, people that faded him this offseason. The analytics community does not they like hated him. They Samuel. hated the guy. And you know what's crazy? Yeah, I actually tweeted A-dot. His, yes. his targets per game. Yeah. Oh, the thing was, everyone that said that looked at the year before last, 2019. They didn't look at his rookie year. His rookie year looked a lot like this year. Beast. He targets. Mm-hmm. making people like hurt when they hit him last like two years ago whenever the a dot was really low and everybody said it was all terrible i mean they they weren't they were looking at selective stuff you know what i mean because all the evidence that he was who he is was there um, you know it doesn't show up on a spreadsheet that when this guy gets the ball in his hand he is going to hit you so freaking hard that the next time he has a ball in his hand and he's coming at you you're going to second guess dropping your shoulder and you see that like he's a guy Kind of like Derrick Henry, where as the game progresses, that's when he gets better and better and better. Like wanna, you, you don't see him just showing out in the first quarter, blowing blowing the team up. It's as the game progresses, as the game gets more and more physical, as defenses started to wear down a little bit. That's when you see him start breaking tackles and ripping off those huge runs. So, um, look at this. He had this was his touch wise. I mean, for all the usage guys and all the utilization guys out there, utilization wise, this was worst week of the season. But points-wise, mm-hmm. it was this third-best week of the season. I mean, this guy had five touches as far as receptions are concerned. And what do you have? I can't, I can't scroll over for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, first carries. But what do you have, four or five carries? I mean, yep. this is wild. He had five targets, a touchdown. He has like seven touchdowns this year, too. It's something crazy. I, I believe his worst carry of the day went for four yards. Like, every time he touches the ball, he is just picking up eight to 12 yards. Look at these yards per catch. 21, 15, 10, 19, 19. I mean, this looks like Mike Evans. 28, Hater, 12, will 19. Tell you it is unsustainable. That, so, that's, what you, that's what you hear from a lot of the people out there that just. 25 you know, years old. He's only, this is only his second year. I guess this is his third year. Yeah. I, I can already see the narrative spinning this offseason. Well, Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback and Trey Lance is going to run the ball and it's going to make it harder for Debo. And going into 2022, I think Debo is going to be targets. a huge value yet again. These targets, 12, 8, 10, 12, 9, 11, 9, 9. That's like a wet dream. That's a yeah. fantasy football wet dream. Yeah. So I think, you, you know, get ahead of the market. Listen, if you're watching the show, it's week 11. Coogie and Range were on it first. Debo, top three dynasty wide receiver. Who says no? Uh, I I mean, I say no. Because let's just talk about it for a second. You know, I I, I love Debo Samuel. You know that I'm one of his biggest fans out there. But you're not putting him ahead of Jamar Chase, right? (sighs) True, true. You're not putting him ahead of Justin Jefferson, are you? (sighs) You know, that's tough. I probably couldn't even put him ahead of CeeDee Lamb either. But there's there's something okay, Metcalf, AJ Brown. But... I mean, there's a lot of good receivers out there. Yeah, it's, but it's, and and this is what so this is something that I say all the time when people say like, hey, I'm looking to get into fantasy content. How do you recommend I start? And the first thing I say to everybody is do rankings. Even if you don't share rankings, even if you never publish your rankings, it's just so getting in the tough. practice of doing rankings because it's really easy to say, hey, this guy's an RB one this week, but it's not so easy to you know fit him into RB1 when you're ranking everybody. And and yeah. and that was something that I had a fault with last year. You know, last year was my first year full-time in the NFL industry. 
and I wasn't doing weekly rankings and I would say stupid stuff like, Hey, you know, Devonte Booker's an RB one this week. And, you know, this year I, I, you know, I wanted to say like, you know, Deonta Foreman is an RB one this week, but then once you actually sit down and start working through the rankings, it's easy to say that he can be an RB one. It's really hard to put him in that RB one tier though. So the same thing with Debo, it's easy to say that he's a top three receiver, but I think realistically it's probably closer to like five, five, top, top five, top seven. He's tending that he's 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 hitting that top fifteen area. The thing is, no we're, we're starting, you're starting to have to move guys out. I mean, think about this. This time a year and a half ago, Michael Thomas was the wide receiver one in Dynasty. The dude yep. never even played a snap after that. Okay, Juju so the you year have before. to kind of play the market too. Um, it was Juju the year before, wasn't it? Yeah, don't even get me started. So that's kind of why I'm like, I just want to get way, way, way ahead of this <laughs> Debo I like Samuel it. thing. So, so here, here's the list of guys that I say it's really tough to put Debo Samuel ahead of. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, CeeDee Lamb. I think after DK those, Metcalf has been very disappointing to me. I'm just going to be real. He has been, but, you know, Russell Wilson is not the same Russell Wilson. And and you know I'm a DK Metcalf hater. You saw my article in the offseason. You saw how yeah. much flack I got for saying, hey, maybe DK Metcalf is more of a boomer bust wide receiver too than he is the uh, overall wide receiver one. But I think from a dynasty standpoint, you know, that guy's ceiling alone makes him so desirable um but but i think that's kind of the list what about cooper cup i mean cooper cup oh, 27 years on, old are here. you putting him ahead of debo i would definitely i would put debo ahead of cooper cup i would too i just Let me see throw it out there cup. how old is cooper cup he's got to be like 28. Yeah, 28 get me get out of here he's like 100 years old in dynasty yeah so so for me jamar chase justin jefferson dk metcalf cd lamb aj brown debo samuel Nice, nice. All right, I just thought it was a, a good conversation to it have. Is. You know. It is. So six. Six is where I got him. Nice, nice, nice. All right, well, IDP Army and Underdog Fam, this has been the Underdogs. Um, do us a big favor. Subscribe to the show or the channel. Uh, do us another big favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Head down into the comments section or the show description. Click on the link for the podcast. We have a podcast version of the show if you're finding it on YouTube. Um, if you want to play with us on underdog, click the link in this description as well. Get signed up. Um, you know, fantasy football season is slowly chipping away. It is week 11, double digits. We're getting deep. Uh, you know, the off season's coming, but underdog is always going to be there for you for the weekly fantasy football. And that's, uh, that's what we do here. That's what the purpose of this show is. It's weekly fantasy football. You don't have to, just cause you're getting your ass kicked by your buddies from high school. You know, you can go be an underdog somewhere else and get a W. So we're going to help you do that. We're going to cover uh, the underdog platform. And in the offseason, we are going to do the best ball millionaire draft. And we're going to be millionaires this time next year because we're going to draft that perfect team. All right. And you're going to join with us. And you'll be, you know, fifth, second, third, fourth, wherever. We don't care. We'll be number one. But uh, we love you guys. Appreciate it. Dave, what do you got to say to the people? Uh, thanks for tuning in. We will catch you next week. And if you want to look at something pretty fun, I, I did tweet this out today. Uh, didn't tag underdog in it. So you got to dig a little bit. But. Um, I, I tweeted the list of players on underdog that I have more than 25% exposure on this year. And it was a, it was a fun little dig kind of going through there and looking at the guys that I'm, that I, that I was heavy on this off season, couple misses, couple big hits, but you know, it, it, it's fun to go back and revisit that. Yeah, dude. Injuries completely devastated. I went hyper fragile on quite a few teams and it's just, I'm not doing that next year. Let's put it that way. I got to make it Chris through Carson was my number one guy. You got to make it through the season. I have so I have yep. so many teams that were just dead in the water from week two, three on. They're just done. And it's just like, 
that was a roster construction thing. So we'll, we'll, we'll work through this together. And like I said, this time next year, we'll all be millionaires. So uh, until next time, we appreciate you, Underdog Fam. Good luck in week 11, and we will get you out of here.